And I pray that this message, I, I think I hear my little girl back there, maybe. Amen. There's somebody I know. Can I get amen, young lady? Thank you. <laughs> I pray this message is for somebody th- this morning that it hit me this week. And there's characters in this sermon that we're going to talk about. How there's a blind man <laughs> and how his faith healed him. But yet there was also characters that told this blind man to, shh, Jesus ain't got time for you. And I want you to think about which character are you. And if you've already found your spiritual sight, then we need to be the people bringing the blind to where they can see. This morning, if you have your Bibles, would you turn to Luke chapter 18? We're going to look at verses 35 through 43. They'll be on the screen if you have your... uh, Devices, whatever. If you just want to listen, the Bible says salvation comes through hearing. (laughs) So just listen up. I never thought I'd be uh, as excited for somebody else's miracle as I have been this week for all the miracles that I've heard about. Rosetta Sizemore, miracle. Kyle Crisp, miracle. Elizabeth Bramble Couch, miracle. Teresa Napier, miracle. And it goes on. Brian Hubbard, (laughs) miracle. Amen. <laughs> it goes on. You can look all the way through the crowd. Miss Pam right here. Miracle. Mr. T- I mean, if I didn't say another word, we could start naming off names at the miracles that the Lord's provided for us. Charles Bradley gave him like six months. Miracle. The man's going to be 20. Miracle. I'm loving it. Let's go to the scripture this morning before I get way too sidetracked. Verse 35. It says, As Jesus approached Jericho, A blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowds going by, he asked, What is happening? They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him, Shh, be quiet. But he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me, he said. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Some Bibles say your faith has saved you. Immediately. He received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. And when all the people saw it, they praised God also. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy. Father, the same prayer. It's been on my heart for a week. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. For man looks at the outside, but God, you look at our hearts. You look at what's on the inside. Father, open our eyes to pray for other people. If there's somebody here who is spiritually blind, who don't know the Lord as their personal Savior, I pray that today be the day of salvation, Lord. Watch over us, guide us. May this word not return void, Father. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning a little bit about a moment of opportunity. That's our first point this morning. A moment of opportunity. We've all had our moment of opportunity. Life will say, hey, Only so many doors are going to open before they all close. But I'm here to tell you, there's one door that never really closes on you as long as you're breathing. 
It's the door that the Lord stands behind and knocks. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But if you're like me, you've probably uh, been through life and you've had a, uh, a few moments of truth. <laughs> a few scary moments. Maybe things haven't turned out your way. Or I've heard people say, you know what? I've just been dealt a bad hand. Right? I've been there. Wasn't nothing I done. Nothing I brought on myself, but I've been dealt a bad hand. But here's a man named Bartimaeus. This same scripture is found in Mark and Matthew, and Matthew gives the name of this blind beggar, Bartimaeus, and he's blind. We don't know if he's blind because of, from birth. We don't know if he's blind because something happened. I'm assuming he's blind from birth. But every day he gets up and he mopes from his home. Just put yourself in Bartimaeus' shoes for a moment. He mopes from his home, and he's tapping around with his stick, and he's trying to find a way to his normal begging spot, and he's trying to find maybe a crust of bread or a lucky coin that's on the side of the road. But little did he know that today was going to be a different kind of day for him. You see, when the crowds roared a little louder, <laughs> I can't keep this thing in front of me, he asked, what's going on? Folks, when we shout the name of Jesus, there's going to be people going to ask you, Hey, what's that Jesus all about? When we show the love that we did Saturday, what's that Jesus all about? Ain't nobody gives free clothes away. Let's be honest. But the love of Jesus does. And I, I wonder if there's some of us here today that's kind of like this blind beggar. And we're sitting out there wondering what God's got for us next. And I want you to know that look at what he does first. When he heard, what did he do? He asked. Hey, what's going on out there? You see, this blind beggar is a little bit different than the people that come before him in Scripture. Last week we talked about the rich young ruler. You're going to read about him again. The Gospels kind of correspond a little bit. They're eyewitness accounts of the same things. And this rich young ruler we talked about last week, he asked, How do I obtain? <laughs> How can I gain eternal life? And then we know that Jesus said, It's not what you can obtain. Sell all your stuff. Send it to the poor. Then follow me. And the Bible says he went away grieving because he had many possessions. We talked about that last week. But there's also a character that I found really interesting just before this scripture in what some Bibles titled the parable of prayer. And there was this tax collector and this Pharisee. And they were both praying at the same time. <laughs> and you see, this, this tax collector was praying, Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. I know I'm a sinner. I have faults. But over here was this Pharisee, and he was praying, Oh, Lord, thank you I'm not like this tax collector. <laughs> you see, I pray that we're like this blind beggar, that we have the faith in Jesus, that when we run to him with boldness, he can do anything that we ask. Revelation 3.17 says this, Though he says, For you say I am rich, I have become wealthy and need nothing, and do not realize, you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. You see, these people that had sight, that was walking by this guy every day, they didn't have the spiritual sight that Jesus had to offer. They put all their treasures in earthly things and didn't store them up in heaven. After all, the Bible tells us this, for where your treasure is, what? There your heart will be also. 
Far too often as society, we, we look, overlook, don't we? Let's be honest. We overlook those who don't look up to worldly standards. Those who are on the side of the road. Folks, let me encourage you. Don't miss an opportunity to tell somebody about Jesus. I don't care if they have a shirt on or not and they're walking, whatever they're doing. You take it upon your responsibility to tell them about Jesus. That's what we're called to do. Amen? Amen. Because here's the thing. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7 says this. <laughs> you know, when Samuel was sent by the Lord to go find the next king, okay? And he goes, uh, and he goes out searching. He says this to the house of Jesse, the father of David. He says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Amen. Ain't that right? Ain't that right? You see, a faith that sees Jesus possesses insight that the world cannot recognize. And this blind beggar knew he needed a miracle. How many has been in that position? Lord, I need a miracle. I've been there. Amen. If you're here today, you've got that miracle. I'll just tell you. You're here for a reason. And this blind beggar knew that the miracle couldn't come from himself. It wasn't his own merit. It was a blessing from God. The Bible tells us in Romans 3, chapter, or chapter 3, verse 23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And Bartimaeus knew this. And when Jesus was passing by, that's our title this morning. I kind of skipped it to this point. When Jesus was passing by, he jumped on that moment of opportunity. And I want to go to my second point this morning. It's not your circumstances, but your faith that matters. I'm going to say that again because somebody in here is in a terrible circumstance, and they're going to have to have faith in Jesus to get out of it. When I read the Scripture, I was going through and I said, uh, you know, I looked... Because when he asked what was going on, people said it's Jesus of Nazareth. Now how many know what they said about Jesus when they said he was from Nazareth, right? Nathaniel said what? Can anything good come from Nazareth? But you see, he didn't answer, Jesus from Nazareth, have mercy on me. He answered, Jesus, son of David. Have mercy on me. He knew that Jesus was the anointed one, the promised one from God. There was no doubt that he had heard about this Jesus. And he knew that Jesus was no ordinary Nazarene. He wasn't just some guy passing through town that everybody was uh, up in a roar about. Bartimaeus knew his miracle was right next to him. And again, I started off with this question, but I want you to really think and pray. If you were to look around this room, you don't have to again. But think about the miracles sitting next to you. Think about how they got here, why they're here. Maybe there's someone that isn't here that you're praying for. I talked to a gentleman yesterday, and I don't see him here. I'll go ahead and say it, my dad. He said, I'll be there. You know how long I've been praying for that miracle to happen? And I know, guess what? It's going to come. It's coming. It's in his time, but not mine. So here's what I'm asking today. Pray for the miracle that you don't see coming. Because I promise, he'll move mountains, won't he, Brother Brad? He'll move them. But you've got to pray. You've got to pray and pray hard. I wonder if there's somebody here that doesn't know the Lord. You know, each time, I'll be honest with you, a preacher gets up here. And if you've ever been up here and you've gave a word before, 
Your number one prayer is, Lord, if there's somebody that doesn't know Jesus today, let today be their day of salvation. That's your only prayer. That's all you have up here. So, folks, listen. Take into account what Scripture is saying. This guy was blind. He was on the side of the road, looked down upon. But he didn't let his circumstances hold him back. When the crowd was telling him to quiet down, he didn't just curl up and go away. He shouted all the louder. He shouted all the louder. Amen. And here's the thing. Society thought Jesus would just pass on by and not hear this man's cries. Don't think that what you're crying to the Lord, whether it's this big or this big, doesn't matter. The Lord hears them all. But you notice how bad he wanted his sight. So when he cried out, <laughs> the Lord stopped. Makes me think of a story of, uh, anybody ever seen the movie Pursuit of Happiness? You know what I'm talking about? If you don't, it's okay. I must be the only person that, that watched that movie a long time ago. Anyway, I'm not a critic, but Will Smith is the role, star role, and he's a dad, and he's working this dead-end job, okay? And um, he's really had some, some bad luck, or as I was saying, life has dealt him a bad hand, per se. And um, he's walking down the street with his boy, and uh, he's just been fired from his job, and he don't know what's going to happen. And uh, he's been kind of doing little things to hopefully get an opportunity, and finally he gets a call about an opportunity. That's going to better his family. And he really don't know what to do. Don't know how to pursue it, how to take it. And uh, he gets off the phone and he's in tears because he's got the call he's been praying for. And the little boy, I think he's about eight or nine, something like that. He's probably in third grade or something. And uh, he says, Dad, what's wrong? And he says, Son, I think, uh, you know, I'm paraphrasing here. I think we've got something that's going to change our life here. I just don't know how to handle it. He said, Dad, have I ever told you about the man who was drowning. Of course, the dad goes, no, not really. He says, well, there was a man who was drowning, and um, he was praying, Lord, if you love me, send me a sign. Save me, Lord. I'm not ready to die. Well, a few moments later, a lifeboat comes by, and the skipper looks over the edge, says, uh, sir, do you need help? He says, absolutely not. If the Lord loves me, he's going to save me and send me a sign. <laughs> you see where I'm going with this, right? A couple moments later, he's struggling even more. And another boat comes by. The second boat. Sir, you need some help down there? <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm sitting there drowning, but the Lord's going to save me. Long story short, guess what happened to the man? He drowned. <laughs> he goes to heaven. He says, God, <laughs> I was drowning. Why didn't you save me? Lord says, I sent you two lifeboats, dummy. Why don't you get on one? <laughs> Amen. So look, the whole message is when Jesus passes by, we have a moment of opportunity. Don't let your circumstances hold you back. Let your faith propel you towards Jesus. You know, we've got to have the confidence and the boldness, excuse me this morning, to know that whatever we ask in the name of the Lord, He will grant to us. John chapter 14, verse 13 says, and I will do whatever you ask in my name. Whatever you ask in my name. So that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Amen. There's two things to that. You ask, it'll be given. But make sure our prayers are being prayed that would bring honor and glory to our Father in heaven. 
He will grant those, I promise. So, there's some here this morning probably asking for a physical healing. I know of a, uh, of a gentleman that right now would want to be here, but he can't. We're going to try to go see him this evening. But he needs a physical healing, Brother Mickey. Be in prayer for Brother Mickey. There's many more that need a physical healing. There's some here this morning that need a spiritual healing. And let's be honest, there's some that need what? Both. There's some that need both. I'll just be honest with you. But remember that Jesus is more than capable to do so. Revelation 3, verse 20 says this about those who are spiritually blind. He says, see, I stand at the door and knock. I'm just picturing Jesus on the other side of this door. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and he with me. Takes me to my third point this morning. It's this easy, folks. All you have to do is ask. It doesn't matter if you've walked in the light before and you have fallen. Ask for forgiveness. If you've never asked for forgiveness, come running to Jesus. Amen? Come running. Mark, the same scriptures in Mark and Matthew, and I've told you that before, but Mark, check this out. He depicts the scene a little bit different. Mark chapter 10, verse 49 says that when Jesus called for him, after he begged the second time, he says that the man threw off his coat and came running to Jesus. I wonder how many here <laughs> are in such spiritual need that they'll come running to Jesus. I've told you many times, I, when I came, I come running. I didn't know what else to do but to tackle the guy standing up here. <laughs> but I knew that when Jesus got a hold of me, that was it, folks. That was it. And somebody's getting the same tug on their heart this morning. And Jesus is sitting, sitting there saying, what, is, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? Just ask. Of course, the man says, Lord, I want to see. And Jesus has the same answer today, folks, that he had way back then. <laughs> Receive your sight. You may be in a situation, you just need a different lens. You need a godly lens and not a negative lens to look at it. My Jesus still opens the eyes of the blind. How many believes that? Amen. How many believes? Come on. Don't let it stop. How many believes he does miracles? Amen. He moves mountains. He's bigger than anything you'll face. And his name, as the song sang, is above every name. That means if you've got cancer, guess what? His name's above that. <laughs> if you've got a failing kidney, heart, guess what? His name is above that. If you've got COVID-19, guess what? His name is above that. And I pray to the God who is in total control. Don't you? Amen. Here's what I'm saying. And we'll, we'll get ready to close here in just a moment. You may feel like the blind beggar this morning. You may feel like you're worth nothing in the eyes of society. But I want you to listen to the scripture. When he cried out, the Lord stopped. You can get God's attention with your prayers. And if you don't know him, let me tell you about him. He's got changing power that will give you a healing spiritually and a healing physically and i love that jesus just ended it with this your faith has saved you amen because there's nothing else that we have to offer 
What do we have that God really wants? Not one single thing. Not the clothes on your back. Not the money in your pocket. He wants your heart, folks. He wants you to believe in him, that he's the Messiah, that he was sent <laughs> down from heaven. He who knew no sin became sin for us. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 says this, For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It's God's gift. Amen. If you've not heard anything I've said this morning, please tune in for the next 35 seconds, and we'll be out of here close to it. Romans chapter 10. How many people knows Romans wrote? If you don't, you're getting ready to hear it, okay? Go share this with somebody. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. Verse 13. For everyone, that's whosoever, in case you want a different translation, for whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And in that very moment, guess what, folks? It's over. You're sealed. The deed is done. God has granted you <laughs> eternal salvation. You're not going to be plucked from His hand. But He does ask us to commit to following Him, which we talked about last week. And when we follow Him, think about it. Think about your life for a moment. And I can tell a story on myself, but I probably don't need to. But think about the people that you talked to and used to hang out with back in the day when you were doing, let's just be honest, some of the wrong things in life. And now when they see you today, you may look a little healthier. You may not curse at the ball games. Things may look a little different. You may, your Saturday nights may be at home with your family instead of running the roads. Think about, just like this man, when he received sight and he began to follow Jesus, the Bible says, everybody praise the Lord. You are a walking testimony for the Lord. Don't think you're not. Whether you're from me to Alex or all the way to Nikki in the back. <laughs> Young and old, it doesn't matter. I know this, if I didn't have some of these people in the church showing me how to live for the Lord, <laughs> I'd be living for a lot of other things probably. So I want to say thank you. I want to close with this. 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. This is what God promises us. If we walk in the light as He Himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. It's so good. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Everything you've done wrong, forgiven. I think about, I was sitting in a Bible study one Sunday morning over here, and the Bible school teacher said this. He said there was a man praying, and he, in his prayer he was sweating, almost as if he was being tried for something on, on trial. And as the scroll began to roll down, he heard this paper rolling off this scroll. And at the end of his bed, there was a, uh, a devil, a Satan, sitting there, and he was reading all that he'd done wrong. But just before he woke up, 
he remembered the prayer, Lord, have mercy on me. And then when he, in his dreams, when he opened his eyes in his dreams, there said an angel said, you are forgiven. Amen. So, I want to tell you this morning, if there's something that hold, that's holding you back, I know a God who will open your eyes, <laughs> who will break your chains, who will show you that there's nothing that can compare to what he has to offer. There's nothing better than what he has to offer. <laughs> and there's nothing close to worshiping the Lord. I promise you, there's no better feeling. When you read a miracle and you go, wow, God, you really did it. Now, sometimes I read miracles and God, I say, God, I know you was going to do it. Amen? I know because you tell me. It's just in your time. If you would stand with me in prayer this morning. Father, I thank you for your love and your mercy. God, if that's all you have to offer is your love and your mercy, you know what? Pin me to the cross. I'm thankful for that. Father, I pray that there's somebody here this morning that doesn't know that, that in the bottom of their gut and in their heart, they knew if they were to leave today, and Lord, I, <laughs> and something was to happen, and they would not walk through the gates of heaven, I pray that they come running this morning. Father, they don't have to come physically running to the altar. They can do it right there in their seats. Their hearts can be open right there. Lord, speak truth into their minds and in their hearts and in their ears. Father, I pray for us that aren't spiritually blind, that we know who our Lord and Savior is. And Father, I pray that we reach out to the blind beggars, that we have the sight that God sees on the inside and not what the world sees. Lord, let us raise up our children. Let us tell our grandparents. Let us tell our grandchildren about the goodness of God and what He has to offer, Lord. Lord, You tell us if we train up our child <laughs> that they'll always turn back to it, Father. And Lord, I love You and I thank You so much for the blessings that You pour out in this church. Lord, every time I have a little bit of being afraid <laughs> of what's going to happen next, a little bit of fear, Lord, you put more people on this stage. You put more people in the seats. You put more people helping on a Saturday. You put more people cutting grass. <laughs> you put more people driving a bus. You put more people out in the community telling others, showing a servant's heart. Father, who am I and who are we without you? Lord, I stand up here with nothing to offer but my faith and my heart to you. Lord, I love you and I thank you for the words this morning. God, and I thank you for the people. Lord, send us out so we can tell others about Jesus. It's in his name we pray.